Hello and welcome to the Chemistry Made Simple podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Macario, and this is the podcast where we help you to get chemistry confident. Whether you're a returning listener or a new listener, please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. In this episode, we're going to be talking about naming organic compounds using the UPAC naming system. And we talked about why we need those, why we need a standardized system in the last episode. So you may want to go back and listen to that episode where we talked about how to name ionic compounds. We also talked about why we need the UPAC standard naming system. But in this episode, we're going to focus on organic compounds. And when we name an organic compound based on its structure, we're going to need several steps. Firstly, we consider the root name, which is the part of the name that's based on the number of carbons in the longest chain in the compound. Next, we consider the functional groups and the side chains, and they cause us to add a prefix or suffix to the root of that name. We talk about how we indicate the position of the side chains or the functional groups with some numbering. And then we talk about what we do when there's more than one prefix in the name. How do we order them? How do we choose which should be the right name? So firstly, the root of the name is based on the number of carbons in the longest chain. So when you look at the structure, count the longest chain, the biggest number of successive carbons linked from one end to the other in the molecule. And just a tip here, don't assume it's the one that's written straight across the page. I've seen many exam questions where the longest chain does not follow a straight line across or down the page. So do watch out for that. So once you've found the chain with the longest number of carbons, use that number to find the root of the name. And that's the familiar part of an alkane's name, for example. So you'll be familiar with methane, ethane, propane, for example. So we'd use meth, eth, and prop for one, two, or three carbons. I've included the root part of the name of chains with up to 10 carbons in the show notes. So, so obviously, meth, eth, and prop will be the first three on that list. But if you look below the episode in your podcast player, you'll see the next ones as well. Next, the compound might have a functional group. And most functional groups will lead to a suffix being added to the root of the name. In other words, a syllable that you add to the end of the root. Let's talk through the suffixes that you're going to need for the common functional groups. Well, the simplest hydrocarbons, alkanes, have the suffix ane. I'm sure you're familiar with this already. So you'll have come across an example such as ethane. Then if we have a carbon-carbon double bond, if we have an alkene, our suffix is ene instead. So instead of ethane, we'd have ethene, for example, if it's got two carbons. Let's consider the alcohol functional group. This has ol as the end, ol, so we'd have ethanol, for example. And aldehydes have the suffix al, al. So the aldehyde with two carbons would be ethanol. Ketones have the suffix one, own. So the example of the smallest ketone would be propanone. And the last suffix we're going to talk about is when we have a carboxylic acid. So our suffix is oic acid, O-I-C, and then separate word acid. So a carboxylic acid with two carbons would be ethanoic acid. So we add the oic acid to the root ethan to get ethanoic acid. These aren't the only functional groups that you're going to come across. You're going to come across halogenoalkanes as well. And they lead to a prefix rather than a suffix. So with halogenoalkanes, because they're based on an alkane, we have the A-N-E suffix. 
but we also need a prefix to indicate which of the halogen elements is present. So that prefix could be fluoro, chloro, bromo, or iodo. Let's think of a simple example for halogenoalkane. So it could be a carbon chain of two with a chlorine atom. That would be chloroethane. We also use prefixes to indicate the presence of hydrocarbon side chains. So for these, you count the number of carbons in that side chain and use the root name for this number as the name for the side chain. For example, a propane chain with a side chain one carbon long that side chain would have the root name meth, so it would be methyl propane. Those are all good if we don't need to show the position of a side chain or a functional group, but we often do need to. And when we're going to do that, we need to include a number. So to do this, we choose one of the end carbons of the main chain as being carbon number one and count from that end. So the next carbon would be carbon two and so on all along the chain. Which end carbon do you choose? Well, it's whichever one will lead to the lowest number in the final name of the compound. So let's consider an example. So for a hexane chain with a methyl group on the third carbon from one end, so you might want to draw that structure down if that helps you to visualise it. We might consider the name. If we count from one end, we get three methyl hexane. So that methyl side group is on position three, three methyl hexane. But if we started counting the carbon at the opposite end of the hexane chain, the name would be 4-methylhexane. It would be on the fourth carbon along. It's the same compound. We haven't changed anything, but it can only have one name. We can't use both names and we can't just use whichever one we want. We have to use the one with the lowest number. So that would be 3-methylhexane. Similarly, if we have a chlorine atom on the second carbon of a butane chain, again, counting from one end, you would have two chlorobutane and for, if you started counting from the opposite end of the butane chain you might try to call it three chlorobutane and of course the lowest number wins again it's going to be two chlorobutane and calling it three chlorobutane would lose you a mark if this was an exam question how about if we're showing the position of a functional group well we use numbering there as well we put the number between the root part of the name and the suffix so for example, if we have a four carbon chain and the compound is an alkene, so we need the root name but and the suffix ene, but we also need a number to show the position of the carbon-carbon double bond. If one of the end carbons has the double bond, we need the number one and we'd name the compound but1ene. We put that one between the, the root but and the suffix ene, but1ene. But if the carbon-carbon double bond isn't on an end carbon and it's between the second and third carbon, we'd use the number two to show it's on the second carbon. And in that case, the compound would be but2ene. So simply changing the number within the name of the compound indicates that the carbon-carbon double bond is in a different position. It's between two different carbons. And we do the same thing with numbers to show the position for alcohol or ketone groups putting the position number between the root or the ol of an alcohol or O-N-E of a ketone suffix. For aldehydes and carboxylic acids, we don't need to do this because those functional groups can only ever be on an end carbon, never mid-chain. So you don't need to show the position of it. It's always going to be on carbon number one. Okay, so what do we do if we have a compound with more than one functional group? Well, we just put the relevant elements of the name together. 
So you could have, a, for example, a carboxylic acid with a chlorine atom substituted partway along the chain. So you could have three chloropropanoic acid as an example of that. The carbon of the carboxylic acid is always considered to be carbon number one, even though we leave it out of the name. So the chlorine on the third carbon along would make this three chloropropanoic acid. And how about if a compound has more than one prefix element to the name? How should we order those parts of the name? We do so in alphabetical order of the prefix element, regardless of the order of the numbers. Let's think of an example again. So let's think of a six carbon chain, and it's got a chlorine atom on carbon number two and a bromine atom on carbon number four. In the name, we would put the bromine ahead of the chlorine just because B for bromo is before C for chloro in the alphabet. So it's four bromo to chlorohexane. We wouldn't ever put the chloro before the bromo. Okay, let's have a quick recap. So we mentioned we use the root name based on the longest carbon chain in the molecule. And then we add prefixes or suffixes to show the functional groups and side chains. And we add those prefixes and suffixes to the root of the name. We use numbers to indicate the position of functional groups and side chains. And when we're using those numbers, we start with carbon number one at the end that gives us the name with the lowest total of numbers. When we're dealing with a compound with more than one prefix, we put these in alphabetical order of the prefix element. I hope you found this episode useful. You'll find a lot more value in the Chemistry Made Simple program, where you get the benefit of going into the topic more deeply, whilst the explanation is made simple. The program is an online academy that has video courses that you can watch anytime, over and over again if you wish. And there's also regular tutorials you can attend live or watch back when it suits you. In case you're wondering, as I've been asked, you don't need to participate in those. You don't need a camera. You don't need a microphone. Just come along and attend the tutorial. So you can find out all you need to know about this by visiting chemistrymadesimple.net slash program. Thank you very much for listening. Until the next episode, look after yourself and goodbye.